walking worthy. Again, we want to just, if you're here for your first time, we want to just acknowledge you. Raise your hand if you're here for your first time. We just want to love on you. God bless you. Good to have you. Good to have you. Good to have you. Amen. Come on. God bless you. Come on. Give the Lord a great clap offering. Amen. We love you. Amen. If it's for your first time watching us, we love you. All those that are on Ruko, Firestick, uh, Facebook, YouTube, and Channel 33, blessings on you. And we thank you for joining us this morning. Amen. We're on a series on walking worthy. Someone say walking worthy. Walking worthy. Ephesians chapter 5. Let's read verse 8. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Father, thank you for your word and thank you for what you're doing this morning in our hearts and in our lives, God, I just pray you would continue moving and giving us a revelation of your word that we would grab a hold of this and run with it, Father God, and walk out our journey with you, Father, in Jesus' name. And everybody says, amen. amen. Come on, let's give the Lord one more great clap offering, amen. I need you, church, to understand something that we've been on this series on walking worthy. And walking worthy is not about the do's and don'ts. This is what we need to understand. It's not about the do's and don'ts. It's a call to remind us we're no longer in darkness but in light. It's to remind us we're not children of darkness no more. We are called out of darkness into his marvelous light. Can someone say amen? That God pulled us out of the situations we were in. And if we look at Ephesians chapter 5 verse 1, says these words. It says, therefore... Be imitators of God as dear children. He says, if we are going to walk worthy in God, we need to imitate God. Can someone say amen? amen. Imit- someone say imitate. Imitate. That imitate means to copy, means to, to act upon as one. So God is saying, I need you to take on the characteristics that I am. And what are one of the characteristics of God? Forgiving. Loving, merciful, patient. There's so much stuff that God is telling us, you're going to walk in this, imitate me. Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. And so this is the thing in in walking worthy is remembering that we're the only Jesus people are ever going to see. And what is the expression of Christ in our walk with him? So getting back to understanding, it's not about do's and don'ts. It's about we're no longer in darkness. Come on, somebody. So we must imitate Christ, who is the light of the world. And so in the Ephesians church, amen, is being told this. And this is Paul. Paul is building the church of Ephesus. And the, excuse me, church of Ephesians, he's, he's building them. He's building them in Ephesus. And, and, and Timothy, who was the young, the young, the young disciple, is going to take over the church. He's going to take over the church. And so he's laying these things out. Because this is the church that Timothy pioneers afterwards and takes, takes over for Paul. And so he's laying this stuff out to the church because the church, these people were wealthy people, but they were bankrupt spiritually. They had forgotten who they were. They had forgotten their walk with God. They had forgotten the, the responsibility as a believer. 
as, 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 a, as walking worthy as parents, walking worthy as leaders, walking worthy as men of God, as women of God. And sometimes we can forget, come on somebody. We can hear stuff over and over and over and over and finally one day, oh, that's what you meant. The Bible says that the disciples were with Jesus for years and three years and then after he, after he was crucified and resurrected, they go, oh, that's what you mean. They caught it later. And that's why we're telling you, and the Bible repeats itself, not because it doesn't care, but that it cares that we catch this and that we wake up and that we walk worthy. And the word worthy means honorable. That means I'm walking honoring God and who he is and how great and mighty our God is. I'm going to, somebody say, walk it out. I'm going to walk it out, baby. I'm going to walk this journey. I'm going to walk this journey as a believer because God has called me. God has chosen me. God has elected me. God has appointed me. God gave me purpose. God gave me power. God anointed my life. God changed my life. He took me out of the, the darkness and did something marvelous in my life. Can someone say amen? And then he tells imitate as dear children and walk in love. So he's given us a little token there, walk in love, in the love of God, in the, in the love, someone say love. love. That means that as we are walking worthy in Christ, we are expressing the love of God, the love of the Father. If you forgot what love is, you read First John chapter 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and, and then second book of John, and, and you, that's the books of love that will remind you because sometimes, you know, we, we forget to love. And we, we, we lose that. And, and I don't know about you, when I got saved, I didn't know how to love. And my love was a carnal love. I had to learn about what it was, the erotic love, the fideo love, the, the, uh, the um, unconditional love, the agape love. I had to learn all these things. And while learning them and allowing God to take all that junk of the love of the world... The love of darkness out of me. It's been 28 years and God is still saying, I'm still working on you, pastor. Come on, I'm still working on you, son. I'm still working on you. And I know he's not done because I know if he ain't done with me, he ain't done with you. And we can't say, God, I'm perfect. We ain't all perfect because walking worthy is walking in the mercy and the grace of God because we need the mercy. Amen. I got two of us need mercy, hallelujah. And we need the mercy to walk worthy. We need the grace of God to walk worthy. We talked about that all week long, about, about the grace and walking mercy and all these great things throughout the week. And if you haven't kept up, you can watch us on Facebook or, or YouTube, go back and check it out. It'll explain a lot. Listen to this, because I, I really want to be able to break down the whole book of Ephesians, the chapter, but I might not. It goes on, it says, as Christ also has loved us, so he's not just saying that he loved us, but listen to this, and gave himself for us an offering and sacrifice to God of a sweet-smelling aroma. It's not, okay, when he's talking about the sacrifice and the offering, it's somewhat of the same thing. And it's saying that God said he gave himself for us. And so he's saying his love for us was unconditional. And his love for us when we were still what? Yet sinners. 
Oh, you don't hear me though. When you're a walking weird, when you're all messed up, when you're lost, when you're in sin, when you're addicted, when you're in jail, when you're all confused, that God said, I loved you and I gave myself for you because I believe in you. My God, he believed in us. He believed in us when we were having uh, uh, financial troubles. He believed in us when we were having relational troubles. He believed in us when we were having marital troubles. He believed in us when we didn't even care about him no more. When we said, God, I want nothing to do with you. He still loved us. He didn't say, oh my God, one got away with it. Oh, you, you, you know, I didn't see you under the radar. No, he knew. And he still sacrificed himself. He still gave of himself. You know, the Bible talks about being a living sacrifice. Jesus was a living sacrifice. See, in the old days, they would, if you ever heard the expression, grab the horns of the altar. In the Old Testament, each altar had horn, one in each corner, and they would tie down the animal, and they would sacrifice it. And it would go, a portion of it would go towards God, a portion for the priesthood to live. And this is the thing for the Levites to live. And they would use what they needed to be done for the work of the ministry. And God is saying, now I laid my life down and I died for you. So you can walk worthy. Come on. You can walk it out. You can walk this out. You can enjoy this journey. It's going to be okay. You're going to make it. You're going to survive. Say, I'm going to survive. We're going to survive. We're going to make it. We're going to make it through this. We're going to make it through all this pandemic. We're ready. Come on. We already made it through it. Come on. We're going. We're pushing. We're doing. We're pushing. And it's a sweet smell and aroma. And that sacrifice, God said, oh, it was a good one. And every time we sacrifice for God, he says, oh, that's my son. Oh, that's my daughter. She's walking it out. She's walking worthy. I know she can be tripping right now, but she's not. I know he can be running, but he's not. I know they can be hiding, but they're not. Oh, it smells good. It smells, someone say it smells good. It smells good. It smells good. It smells good. He says, oh, oh, I like this. Oh, yes, Lord. I don't know about you, but uh, uh, before I used to use three flowers. It's an old remedy, and I, got, I still use it in my beard. And my, every time my daughter gets next to me, she goes, Dad, it's like an old man. I said, oh, Jesus. I said, for real? He's all, yeah. I said, oh, so I, I usually have perfume, not perfume. I love somebody. Uh, oils that are, smell really good, so I'll use it on my beard. And then when I started using three flowers, right away she smelled it. She said, that it smelled like old people. I'm like, oh, Jesus. I'm like, man, I was your age when I was wearing it. Uh, like, but matter of fact, I said, you know what? No person told me about it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, she was capping, capping on me. But, um, this is the funny thing. God says, ah, that, that obedience and that imitation of Christ and that walking worthy and that sacrificial life that you're giving for me and for the calling and for your purpose, God says, ah, oh, it's a good smell. Come on, somebody. It's going up to his nostrils. It's a good smell. And, and it goes on in verse 3. It, says, it goes on and says, but fornicators. See, now, now, now look, this, this is what he's doing. He goes, but fornicators and, and all uncleansiness and all covetousness. Says, Let it not even be named among you as it's fitting for saints. As it's fitting for saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talk, nor coursing nor jesting, which are not fitting. 
but rather giving of thanks. This is why we're going to go there right now. Here it goes, verse 5. For, for this you know that no fornicator, uncleansing person, nor covetousness who was in adulterer, nor has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. My God. That it is a heavy pill to swallow, but it is a pill that will flush you out. And everybody wants to talk about the goodness and the power and the anointing and the grace and the mercy, but what about the truth? Come on, somebody, what about the truth? And you know that, and you know this. And so he's telling us, when you're walking worthy, you have to check yourself. You have to really check what's going on in your life. Again, it's not about the do's and don'ts. It's about the call to remind us to walk worthy. Someone say, walk worthy. To walk worthy, to walk worthy. And he says, because why? He goes, because, because you're doing this walk, and you're going to find out that there's no room for you in heaven. And you missed it because you're still living in this old life. Because he tells us in verse 6, look at verse 6, because we're going to get into it. We're not done yet. I'm not, I'm not leaving it. Don't, don't, don't worry about it. I'm going to go back. Let no one deceive you. Make it personal. Someone say me. me. Let no one deceive me. Say it again. Let no one deceive me with empty words. He goes, don't be deceived. Don't be, don't deceive. Don't be deceived. Don't be lied to. Don't say, well, it's okay and it's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. It's, we, how many we can do that to ourselves? We do that to ourselves. We lie to ourselves. And, well, you know what? And then you feel bad. Look at you feel bad after you do something wrong. And, and then you repent, which is good. At least you still have a conviction. Because when you start losing that conviction, then that's when it becomes dangerous. And so this is where we can still walk worthy and still fix some stuff. And so the scripture is telling us, come on, guys. Watch how you talk. Watch how you act. Watch how you behave yourself. He says, because you're walking. Someone say Walking. You're walking, and, and, and you're taking a walk, and people are watching you. And people are seeing you go to church. And people are seeing you go in doing ministry. And people are seeing you at your job. And people are seeing you at work and seeing you at home, seeing you at the parties, the baby showers. And you're taking a walk. And then you're showing them what Christianity is. And you're showing them who God is. And if we're giving not a worthiness in our walk, then we are polluting the gospel. Everybody okay? But then if you're fixing it and you're adjusting it and you're making changes as you're walking in, Pastor, man, I'm, I'm getting married, Pastor, and I'm not doing this no more, Pastor. And I'm not, forget about Pastor God. God, forget about me. You can lie to me all you want. Come on, I ain't nobody, but God is everything. And so here you are, and here you are talking to God. God, God I'm going to do God. I'm fixing it, God. And God, and it just begins to see the difference. People say, wow. We have a saying in Spanish that says, como es cambiado? And in English, it means, wow, how you changed. Hey, somebody. But, but we don't want to hear this. But we're living in a world today that everything is okay. It's not everything okay. Everything is not okay. Sin has not changed. I remember one time somebody says, hey, Pastor, can I still sin? I says, what, what does the Bible say? Pastor, can I still do this? Or what does the Bible say? Forget about what I say. Because I can make up my own laws and my own doctrine. and my own, I, I, Pastors do that. But let's look at what the Bible says. 
and then we can fix some stuff. And they're like, uh, oh, I already read that. I said, exactly. So let's pray for you. Come on, let's lay hands on you. Chateau. Everybody okay? So walking worthy is taking inventory. Walking worthy is, is adjustments. Walking worthy is cleaning house. Walking worthy is, what's that spring, what's that called? Spring cleaning. Oh, they knew it. Come on, I knew it. Hey. Walking worthy is deep cleaning. Like, you know, we do deep cleaning here at the church once a month. And we get down to the, the borders, the lights, the fans, every, once a month, everything, all the corners and crevices, everything. Deep cleaning once a month. At my house, we do the same thing. That's why my hand still hurts all. <laughs> I was like, I, I decided one time when I got, I got home and my wife's been telling me, because we got two dogs and the kids are dragging down the cages, hitting the walls. And I'm like, oh, she's uh, all these marks on the wall. We need to fix them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, we are. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, 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 yes. So one day, I, I said, one day, I, all of a sudden, I got, a, I got a spurt to do it. I woke up and got my son, come on, let's go. I had him doing baseboards, and here I am painting for five, six hours, man. Just, and I got done. I'm like, oh, my, I couldn't even move my arm. I can barely move it now. I was like, man, I said, Lord, if I could do it for the church, I could do it for my house. Come on, somebody. And I'm like, oh. And, it, and then I, 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 she came in, and all my kids were like, oh, that is and then my daughter said, let's help me too. So I'm not going to leave her out. She did help me. She helped me the last run because I was already dead. I was like this. And, and, and we, we, we finished up. And we looked, everything looked different. My daughter said, oh, look, feel like a hotel. Oh, that it feels good. And I was like, yes, I did this. I never don't know. Go, we did this. <laughs> but that's what happens when you, when you clean up some stuff in your life. Everything starts feeling different. It starts seeming different. It's, you feel different. You feel better. You're saying, no, I'm no longer, I'm, that's not me no more. Come on. This is why, because I'm not being deceived. Someone say deceived. 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 You, you will be with empty words. So there are words that come to try to rob us from walking worthy. Listen to this. For because of this, listen, this is the key. Because of this, what? The empty words. The church of Ephesus lost a lot of stuff. The church of Ephesus lost a lot of things. The church of Ephesians, here we go, church of Ephesians, here we go, here we go. And really need to hit this. The wrath of God comes upon the sons of what? Disobedience. So he's not even talking about the sinner. The scripture is not for the sinner. It's for the saved. He's addressing the church. He's not addressing the world. See, the world is the world. They're going to do what the world does. So we can't expect nothing different. A dog is supposed to bark. A rooster is supposed to crow. And I don't know what other animals do, but yeah. <laughs> A sheep is supposed to, meh, you know, something like that. That's what it's supposed to do. So darkness, that's what it does. And this is exactly what he says. He's saying, but the disobedient, he's saying, my believers, my sons, my daughters are being disobedient. So if you're disobedient, that means you already know better. So it's not that we don't know, it's that we just are not doing it. How many ever had kids? How many ever had kids? And you tell them, I want you to do this. And you tell them, and you go shopping, or you do what you do, and when you come back, because we do at our house, we make a list. 
My kids do chores and they do chores and they do chores. My son who lives with me, he's 20 years old, he still do chores and he does pay rent and on. he still does what he needs to do. I said, no, you're in this house, you're going to do chores and you're going to go to church and your butt's coming to church. You live in my house, you're coming to church. All my teenagers too, you're going to come, you're going to come. I don't, I don't, want, to, I don't want to force, the, I'm going to force you. You're going to become a drug baby. I'm going to drag you to church. I, I can't change you, but at least one thing's going to hit you and wake you up. You don't hear me though. That's just a Christian commercial there. So listen to me, parents. Don't give your kids a choice. Get over here. Come on here in my house. Vamos. One more, one more, one more, one more. I forgot what I was even talking about. See what you guys do to me. What was I talking about, man? Disobedience. Thank you, thank you, thank you. My kids. So you say something. Thank you. Thank you, prophet. So, so you, you, you say something to them, and you come back. And we make a list. We write down everything. We put it on the door. We put it. We stick it in the front door. We stick it in the restaurant. We stick it on the kitchen. Everywhere. You go, this, is what you're going, this is your list. And we make a list. We put it on top of the counter. Their name's on it. Make sure you guys get it done by the time we come back. We show up. And then the only one that does not do the list according to the way it should be is who? Edgy. My oldest son. I'm like, he was always, and he, I could hear him. We opened the door. He's running down the stairs. I'm like, you dude, I know he's about to do it. I go, my little disobedient child. And that's what God is saying. He goes, he goes you know what you need to do, and you're not doing it. He, does, he, he called you disobedient because you're still his child. But you're a what? Disobedient one. As a matter of fact, in Isaiah chapter 30, he says, woe to my disobedient children. So he, he doesn't discredit us from knowing us or loving us. He just calls us how he sees it. My little child, my problem child. Any problem children here? Two, three, oh, oh thank you. you. You guys are going to heaven. A little honest people, praise the Lord. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Verse seven, verse seven. Therefore, do, some say do not. Yeah. Say with me, say do not. Yeah. Therefore do not be what? Partakers with them. So he's telling us don't partake with them. Don't get caught up in it. Don't get caught up in it because this is not. Here we go, here we go. This is, this is what I need to get into. For you were once darkness. There he goes. That's, that's the key. So we once walked in that. That's who we were. That's how we lived. That's how we did things. That's how we, 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 we got away with it in our marriage, got away with it in, in school, got away with it at our work, in darkness, in doing what was darkness. Like I said, dark people do dark things, and we did what we did. We did what we did because we were once, I'm going to say once. We were once, we were once, that ain't us no more. He says, but now you are light come on somebody but you are light in the lord come on you are light what runs every time you turn on the lights cockroaches he's saying get that cockroach out of you hallelujah get the darkness every time you turn the lights on darkness runs it disappears darkness has a way of running in the light and when we turn the light on in our walk Darkness begins to leave. When we turn the light on in our walk, darkness begins. Someone say, turn the light on. Turn the light on. It goes on and says, walk as children of the light. Not as children of the corn. Remember that movie? Ooh, Jesus have mercy. 
There's some weird kids there. But he's telling us, walk as children of the light. And in Ephesians, I want to jump back to that, but in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 says this. And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins in which you once walked according to the courses of this world. He says, man, you were dead, but now you're alive. Come on, somebody. And you used to walk according to the darkness and according to this world. Of this course, the course of this world. Remember what I told you. The word walk means a journey, a path. You and I were on our way to hell. And we were walking in it. And we didn't even know until somebody told us about the power of Jesus Christ. And how he can change your life. And it woke us up. And we gave our life to the Lord. And we got saved and we got delivered. And God began to do some great things in us. He says, now you're no longer dead, but you're alive. Come on, somebody. You're alive. And it goes on and he says these words, according to the prince of this world, of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom was once, once conduct themselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh, of the mind, and are by nature children of wrath, just as the others, but God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love, which he loved us, and even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive, come on, together with Christ, by grace, you have been saved and raised up together and made us to sit together in heavenly places. My God, God says, I saved you and I delivered you for great things. Man, church, he's telling us we don't walk like that no more. We don't do that no more. That ain't us no more. We are walking children of the light. And it goes on, it says in the verse, now go back to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 9. He says, for the fruit of the Spirit is all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Wow. Finding out that is acceptable to the Lord. You're saying, you're finding out these things is what God loves. These things is what pleases God. Is having the fruit of the Spirit. And we know that the fruits of the Spirit, we can talk about in Galatians, breaks down the fruits of the Spirit. And look it up when you get a chance. Look up the fruits of the Spirit. He literally says the fruits of the Spirit and all goodness. And he says, you know what? We need to start doing good. There needs to be some good back there, some do good in the hood. Come on, somebody. We know how to do bad in the hood. Do good. Some goodness and righteousness. Now, right, not our righteousness. Our righteousness is filthy as rags. But his righteousness, come on. It is him that lives in us that gives the ability to start doing things right. And someone say truth. And truth. Truth. You know what? A harder thing about truth is that it's naked. There's nothing that can, if you, if you stop beating around the bush, the truth is naked. It is what it is. It's going to get what it get. And when you reveal it, like, ooh, the truth was Adam and Eve, they were naked. And it says, but we're naked. And who told you you were naked? Because they went and ate of the tree of truth and knowledge of death and life. And they ate it and truth hit them and opened up their eyes because they didn't know. And when truth hits you, it will reveal you and strip you down. And you can't hide. You can't hide no more. 
Come on, when you hear the truth, you can't hide. You're naked right there like, oh, Jesus, what happened here? It'll strip you if you let it do its job. And it'll help you say, you know what? I need to fix this. You're right. I need to fix this. God, your word is true. Man, I'm naked, man. I need to fix this. And, and they covered themselves up. God, God had to kill the lamb, innocent lambs, to cover them up. Because truth will naked us. God says, I sent my son to cover you. Right. To cover you up. To cover us up. To cover us up. To save us from the truth that we are going to hell. And now we've been set free by the truth. And we're going on heaven because Jesus gave the lamb a sacrificial son to cover us up. Because the truth revealed us who we really are. Mm. That can preach. Here we go. And we gotta, but I got to move on. We're almost done, church. Because we have to do communion. It says in verse, where are we at? Verse 11. Verse 11. Or verse 10, excuse me. Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. Wow. Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. And having no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. So we're being told how we can walk. How we can walk worthy. How we can be better believers better sons, better daughters, better fathers, better husbands, better managers, better owners, better leaders, just telling us. They laid it out really simple. It says, it says but rather expose my God. Ooh, some say expose. Expose them. They, they, I remember when I got saved 28 years ago, you would hear a devil exposes the devil. What? Defeat. Say it again. A devil exposes the devil what? Defeat it. Defeat it. Defeat it. When you expose the enemy, he, he, he no longer can hide. No longer can he, can he go and manipulate you. No longer can he deceive you with his empty words. No longer can he pull you back to darkness because you expose us. No, you know what? That's it, man. Uh -uh. I expose you, devil. Get out of here. Come on. Get out of my house. Get out of my house. Get out of my house. Old-fashioned Holy Ghost, getting oil, anointing your house, and kicking the devil out. Come on, somebody. I, I, it's been a while. We, we go to church. We get right. We go home, and we let them right back in. Some of you need to go home and anoint your house, throw some stuff away, kick that devil out. And I said, let's go, devil. You don't belong here. Get out. Get out. Get out of my house. Get out of my life. Get out of my children. Get out of my marriage. Get out. Amen. But no, we, we just like close our eyes and act like nothing's happening. Don't be blinded. Don't be deceived by empty words. Here we go, here we go. Next word, next verse 12. For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. My God. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light. For whatever makes manifest is light. Listen to me, light will always expose the devil. Many times, I tell people this. God will whisper in your ear to fix something. Stop. Behave. Slow it down. 
And if you don't listen, he was shouted from the rooftops. Okay. So and so. And he's done it. Hey, hey. And I'm like, get off the roof. <laughs> so you don't want a rooftop exposure. I'd rather have a personal one. Can I, can I get an amen? Like, amen. I'm like, all right. So, but if we don't listen, he'd jump on the rooftop. And light exposes it. My kids have been exposed. My children have been exposed left and right. So you think you're going to get away with it, huh? I said, and then boom. I said, who? There it is. There it is. My children of disobedience. My kids are dropping stuff already. Oh, here we go. Here we go. We're almost done, okay? Everybody okay? Keep going? All right, here we go. Therefore, he says, awake. Awake, you who sleep. Arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. Wow. Someone say, awake. Awake, let's don't fall asleep right now with this COVID going on and, and the pandemic. They are constantly just repeating things over and over, saying stuff over and over. And it's causing people to panic, to be fearful, to, to, um, miss, to question their faith, to do all these things. We need to wake up. Come on, somebody. We need to wake up. We just, we just did a conference called Wake Up, didn't we? We just did a conference called Wake Up. And this is the thing. We have to wake up. We can't fall asleep. We can't be deceived. It does arise from the dead, even from the state of our sinful nature, even to the state where we become numb. He says, wake up, man. I'm bringing back a remnant of men and women who fear God, of men and women who walk worthy, of men and women who decide to rise up. Rise up. Rise up. Some say rise up. Rise up. And Christ will give you the light. The light is strength. The light is power. The light is the anointing. The light is the push. He said, I'll give you what you need. I'll give you what you need to rise up. I'll give you what you need to stand out. I'll give you everything you need because there is power in light. Light is faster than sound. And light is powerful. It goes on in verse 15. It says, see then... That you walk, wow, carefully, not as fools, but as wise. I mean, that's the bottom line. He says that we don't walk, we walk, walk carefully, he says. Not as fools. Being fooled. Being bewitched. Being connived, being schemed. Being tricked being taken advantage he says but walk in wise walk in the wisdom of God walk in the word of God walk in the understanding of God walking not in ignorance but of understanding 
knowing that you are powerful, knowing that you are great, and, and greater he that's in you than he that's in this world, knowing that God has called you to make a difference, knowing that he called you sons and daughters, knowing that you're a, power, a, a, a priesthood, that you're the head and not the tail, you're going over, you're not going under, that you serve a king of kings, the Lord of the Lord, Al Shaddai, a provider, one who cares, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, the end, this is who you serve, and because you serve him,
they can look at the walk and they're saying, look at, I want to be like my mom, I want to be like my dad, I want to be like my grandma, I want to be like my uncle, I want to be like my aunt, I want to, man, they were crazy, but look at her now, man, he was crazy, look at him now, but man, they, they, they are so sweet, they're so awesome. Your lives are not in vain. Your walk with God is not in vain. 